0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news on George Santos. Number two, Dems fears on the debt limit. And number three, stablecoin legislation enters the discussion in the House. All right, Jake, let's get to it. Infamous Representative George Santos indicted on many counts. Uh, We've got some news, though, about action happening in the House when it comes to the New York Republican.
1: Well, House Republican leadership decided to uh, spare Santos and, and and spare House Republicans of a difficult vote yesterday. Uh, Democratic Congressman Robert Garcia of California put up a uh, expulsion resolution um, uh, two days ago, or I guess it was yeah, two days ago now. And um, House Republican leadership decided to thwart that. By putting a um, resolution on the floor that pushed the issue to the ethics committee. Now, let's be clear here. Ethics committee is already investigating. So, uh, but this is interesting. Um, The Department of Justice has asked the ethics committee to step back. Uh, They do this when someone's indicted, especially on, I mean, he's indicted on 13 criminal counts. Um, and but the ethics committee and the House Republican leadership is saying no thanks. In their view, they have plenty of room to room to run outside of those thirteen criminal charges. But listen, I mean, McCarthy basically um, saved Santos here, saved House Republicans of a diffi- from a difficult a difficult vote. Um, that's a tough word at you know five o'clock in the morning and a difficult. Um, and uh, uh, at the end of the day. Is there a chance that, that the Ethics Committee recommends that he gets booted from Congress? I guess there is. But remember the political dynamics here. Um, narrow majority, the his seat would probably go to a Democrat if he were to be pushed out. And so all of that is coloring, at least indirectly, House Republican leadership's decisions here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think it's interesting though. Typically in in in, in past years, if the if Justice asked the Ethics Committee to stand down on an investigation, typically... They would, um, so I think that is just interesting in terms of the break of kind of just typical normal protocol of kind of how you know, ethics defers to uh, official inquiries by the Justice Department. The other thing that's kind of interesting here, you know, is you have this is obviously a panel that's split with you know Republicans and Democrats and and both parties making you know in in this top item saying. You know, they they feel comfortable with the fact that they're moving forward, uh, including a Democrat, Susan Wild, who is the ranking member on the special investigation subcommittee.
1: I'd add one more quick thing here, Anna, which is they kind of think that they're going to be looking at conduct unbecoming of a member of Congress, which is a catch all um, uh, provision that basically says if you're misbehaving uh, ethically, I guess, um, you know, you, you, the ethics committee could have something to say about that, and of course, the Justice Department doesn't prosecute people on conduct unbecoming of a member. Although, even if the conduct unbecoming of a member is criminal, um, so you know, there, that's kind of how they're they're uh, scooting around this. All right. it's one of
0: the number two story of the morning. What else? The debt limit. Uh, we've got two dynamics we're exploring in this morning's AM newsletter. Number one, the tightrope that White House and congressional negotiators have to walk in crafting a debt limit and spending deal. And number two, the mood among Hill Democrats about what these negotiations will result in. Uh, newsflash: It is sour when it comes to Democrats and uh, the decision to negotiate with Speaker Kevin McCarthy.
1: Yeah, so if you, let's talk about number one first, which would be logical, I guess. Um, the I, I just this kind of crossed my mind yesterday after a couple source meetings, which is every single thing that McCarthy wants and he says is his red line is met with opposition by Democrats. You know, the the S and P five hundred bounced one percent yesterday. I was getting some text messages from people in finance that the market has basically priced in, in their view that the a deal is done, which is goodness gracious. I don't understand how you could say that at this point, like three days into a negotiation with 15 days or 14 days until the X date. Um, but, you know, work requirements, McCarthy needs them. House Democrats don't want them and the CBC doesn't want them. Budget caps that go back to 2022 with a 1% increase, House Democrats will never go for that. And, you know, when you think about this, Anna, if McCarthy gets... 50, I don't want to, I'm not underestimating McCarthy here in any way, because I think a lot of people feel like he's, a lot of people in McCarthy's orbit feel like he's been underestimating, underestimated. I'm not estimating him or underestimating him. I'm just stating a fact. If he gets, let's make an argument that he gets 50, you know, 55% of his conference to vote for this deal, which is going to be bipartisan. So that's, he's got, you know, two so let's say for argument's sake, he gets 115. You still need Democrats to have a hundred votes in the House of Representatives. Now, listen, Biden's a Democrat. Democrats should follow their president. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy over this, but that's tricky. And in the Senate, they're going to need basically every Democrat on board. You know, maybe, maybe not everyone, but a, a vast majority of them. So, I think this is just a lot trickier than people make it out to be. I, I, that's number one. Anna, any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I think that. This is what a negotiation is, though. People are staking out their different sides. Not everyone's going to be happy, right? I mean, uh, the question's going to be where are Democrats and Republicans willing to come together right or say all right well what is the actual you know what a red line is and what the actual red line you know is uh behind the scenes are oftentimes two different things i do think it's interesting though the sentiment of where mccarthy is i've just people i've been talking to and in the stronger position they think that he is in compared to you know just months ago when it took him 15 votes to get across the finish line um it seems like he's got a little bit more kind of mojo with his conference and you know just in terms of them moving bills um you know kind of confidence uh, you know whether that crumbles
1: or not very quickly in this as these
0: negotiations continue um i I just do think that's an interesting dynamic to think about
1: yeah I, i would say on that topic anna that um listen democrats entire strategy in the debt ceiling was that McCarthy would not be able to pass anything, and they wouldn't have a negotiating position. McCarthy McCarthy did pass something, and that became the Republican negotiating position. And and quite frankly, it it, it became a strong negotiating position because Senate Republicans backed him up. So I I think he was underestimated there. I'm not. I agree that he's a lot stronger than other people than perhaps we thought he would be. And he again, he feels like he's been underestimated all along. And um. You know, Democrats folded here like we that was actually what we were going to write this morning because they did. They said for months, we're not negotiating. We're not negotiating. Yesterday, Chuck Schumer came out and said, we need a bipartisan bill to solve this problem. You know, they, so the, the, they didn't have much of a choice. It's not a criticism of Schumer. The, the reality changed. He made a bet that McCarthy couldn't pass anything. McCarthy passed something.
0: All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Our very own Brendan Peterson has a look at how stablecoins, remember them? A crypto-focused panel on the House Financial Services Committee is going to meet today to discuss reforms to the stablecoin sector. Uh, we've been kind of covering this on and off for the past several months uh from last congress to this congress uh there had been kind of a bipartisan effort uh in the house financial services committee that failed but now kind of interestingly enough both republicans and democrats have their own drafts um of different bills but you know whether it's democrats bulkier uh kind of proposal than Republicans, which is a more slimmed down product. Interesting. This is still making kind of slow but steady progress here.
1: Yeah, this stable coins is the area of uh, potential common ground between the two parties. The two parties here, uh, Patrick McHenry and Maxine Waters, the top Republican and Democrat on the Financial Services Committee, were they were working together last Congress on stable coin legislation. They no longer are. They have competing kind of uh, bills here. And I don't think that's Brendan makes the case, and I agree. I don't think that's bad. They're still talking about this stuff. They have relatively similar points of view. If there's any way to get something done, it is in the stablecoin realm. It might not be as broad and and deep and whatever as as originally envisioned, but this is a good sign if you're somebody who wants to see this get done.
0: All right. Before we let you go, we have a ton of events, Jake, coming up in June. Uh, We're going to be sitting down with Senator Susan Collins, Representative Steny Hoyer, Representative John Joyce to talk about a variety of issues. You can go to our hub uh, at our at punchable.news and sign up for all of those events. They're in person. You can stream them as well. We also had a conversation uh, on Wednesday with Representative Nancy Mace, Republican from South Carolina, and you can catch up on that event if you missed it. Really interesting to hear her thoughts about what's happening down in her home state in terms of economic renewal and investment. Uh, We talked about everything from that to AI as well as abortion politics. And 2024, she was keeping mum on whether or not she'll be supporting uh, her home state, uh, likely candidates in Tim Scott and potentially Nikki Haley. So going to be interesting to see what happens there, but encourage you to check out that event uh, video if you did miss it. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Do you, if you like the Daily Punch, the best way for folks to find out about us is for them to us uh, to for you to rather. Wow. For you to share it on social media. You can also sign up and go deeper on all of the topics we talked about here on our with our newsletter at punchbowl.news Have a great day and stay safe.